0: On this episode of The Failure Report, we examine how Rush Johns literally fell multiple stories into mega success. All righty, Rush Johns, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Failure Report. As you all know, the Failure Report is a sacred space where we're able to talk about how failures have actually been the catalyst to our biggest successes. And uh, today, our guest is Mr. Rush Johns. We've had the opportunity to uh, to be in close correspondence with each other for a lot of different reasons, but I am so blessed and excited to have you on the show today. So thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much Dion for having me and uh, allowing me the opportunity to uh, share something valuable with your community.
0: I love it. I love it. So we're going to jump right in. I would love to know, who are you? Who's restaurants?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I am, I am multidimensional. I started as a music- musician and uh, played professionally for a number of years. And then I took a uh, surprising turn in the late eighties where I fell three stories uh, to in advertising, to get into advertising. Yeah. Um, I fell off a billboard. uh, Literally. No. When people uh, say, you know, what, what did you do? And so that kind of, propelled me into a lot of different failures and adventures and a lot of different uh attitude changes and and uh so it was one of those defining moments that you're thinking, okay, do I fail or do I succeed at this and uh so and then there's a there's a few more along the way that I think can go back to that moment. So
0: wow, that's amazing. So wait a second, my mouth is still wide open. Fell three yeah. stories, um, and you're alive today. So that's amazing in and of itself. I mean, wow, that is just amazing. Um, and so you, but you said that those that failure was a catalyst for, you know, other opportunities, successes, and failures along the way. So I would love to hear your failure report.
1: Okay. Well, uh, you know, breaking my arm, it was uh, an adventure in two years of rehab, reconstruction. Uh, I was in the medical world and everything else. And and I was a drummer as a musician. With a broken arm. So it's like, okay, well, I have have this, uh, I have no wrist. I have no elbow on my right arm anymore. I was right-handed. Oh, wow learn how to be left-handed. There are times where both arms and both legs were in uh, bandages. So <laughs> literally, I had to be, you know, cared for all the time. And fortunately, um, I had somebody that did that, uh, the mother of my two boys. Yeah. And it was a time where you think back and you reflect, much like we're going through now, you're reflecting on, okay, well, what am I doing why am i doing it and what do i have to look forward to in the future Hmm. and so you know you go on that journey of okay well i can no longer be who i was
0: right
1: so i need to redefine what i need to be yeah
0: and who i am and who i am exactly yeah yeah
1: and with anything like that this life-changing um you know, after I hit, I mean, literally, I mean, I got to quit saying the word literally. However, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, but it was a literal hit. <laughs> it was, it was, there were some periods in my life where I had played seven nights a week.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Consistently. And I was, you know, earning money at it. I have, you know, a car and a house and everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was doing well for myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I was, I had a wife and, you know, I, I hadn't started a family yet. And I was in a new city. I was in Portland, Oregon. And, and so we had to go through, and we actually had at the time, eight horses, I think. And we had animals and everything to care for. And here I am in the hospital for months oh. at a time. Oh my gosh. And also, I didn't have any income
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I was... I had workers' comp because it was a, a work-related injur- injur- injury. However, it wasn't the same as working full time. No, and much like today. And and so, as you go through that journey, and you think, okay, well, I have to redefine myself. I have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And after two years of rehab, when I was ready to go back to work, I was actually contacted by my my employer that was hired that hired me. When I went to work, and they said, We want you to come back and work for us. Oh, wow. And so, out of the ashes, I come back, and lo and behold, I become the safety director. <laughs>
0: Of all, the teams.
1: <laughs> of all the things. Of all the
0: things. I think that we should just pin the word literal on our screen. Like, I literally came back as a safety director. The one that was unsafe fell from three stories, did this literally, fell to what could have been their death, broke their arm, come back to this position as a safety director. That's amazing. Who will? Who, who better, right? Because now I know, don't do this thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can see the results of not connecting. And using a harness. There you go. <laughs> and it was a it was uh it was a big task because yeah. in the industry, the outdoor industry, and the construction industry in general, at that point in time, uh, it was still not common practice for fall protection, and OSHA had just ini- initiated fall protection standards. So I went through this whole entire process of working with the insurance companies, OSHA the agencies and the company. And, you know, it was a challenge, a big yeah. challenge. So I wrote fall protection programs. I taught it to the outdoor industry. I taught it uh, to OSHA. I, I became certified in CPR and, and first aid and defensive driving classes and crane safety and forklift safety. And yeah. that's where I started teaching. That's where I started, uh, you know, sharing this information. Mm-hmm and developing that skill set you know it's it's another way of performing i guess is is kind of the way you know you pull some some of the things that you've learned along the way and you add them and it's you know you're shifting your tasks and your priorities in a different direction however the same thing is true it's it's you're taking you know something that you know could have been devastating and you know challenging uh, yeah. And it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie; it was a very challenging time in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I became a firefighter. I came became a volunteer firefighter and EMT uh, because I was so connected to the community and the and the medical field that uh, it was a- available for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that action and that activity, I was able to help the company and save lives and, and make a difference.
0: That's amazing. Which is
1: what really started to bubble to the top. You know, mm-hmm. helping others was something that I really enjoyed and appreciated. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I didn't really appreciate and understand, though, was I didn't like the idea of enforcement with, with my personality.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So the second, the next failure in the sequence would be that I didn't really like, uh, you know, writing up tickets or writing up citations or being a heavy hand yeah. on people that were not paying attention or not following the guidelines or, you know, just flat out not following the the rules.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that Yeah. It was just not a part of your personality to be like no. the heavy. Cause somebody has got to be the heavy. Right. And that was your yeah. role, but you're like, goes against me. You know what I mean? Like, just do it. Don't make me have to, don't make me have to do the thing, you know, smack you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And even though I, I accomplished, I accomplished a lot and won awards and saved the company a lot of money. It was like, I really would like to do something else.
0: Yeah.
1: So the next step I became, um, I got involved in technology. It's the early 90s, you know, technology is coming on board. So I became the, I, I worked my way into becoming the IT director. Okay. So, so I was in the technology field in advertising, mm-hmm. marketing. and uh, And so that allowed me the opportunity to learn technology and get into, you know, servers and yeah. workstations and all of this stuff and in the printing industry if you recall in the early 90s all of the billboards were still being hand painted
0: yeah isn't that crazy to yeah think of that as 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 re- most recent as the 90s being hand painted is crazy.
1: yeah we had uh, painters painting billboards and they would come up apart in panels and they would have to lift them up and a lot of back injuries and you know, there are a lot of things that uh, were necessary to evolve into what we do today. And so large format printing became a thing. And part of that. Um, And it's one of those things, Dion, that you really have to, you really have to think about when you look back and say, you know, part of this activity was a direct result of a failure that I had in and it's not necessarily a personal failure as much as it was uh, you know, n- not being aligned, you mm-hmm. know, failure to fit into what I was assigned to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think
1: there's so many people right now that are doing something they're not aligned with. Yeah,
0: they're so And true. they
1: stay there because they feel that they don't have an op- option or an opportunity to do it Make a difference or change.
0: Yeah, and do something else. And it's so interesting because, you know, especially with small companies, startups, people that are starting over, you know, this is right at the, we're in the thralls of, of COVID right now uh, while you all are listening, but we don't know what's going to happen. And so as companies are starting to reimagine even bringing individuals back on after, you know, like, I said, especially like with my companies, um, having to bring individuals back in you want everyone to be a master of everything. So <laughs> I need you to be the accountant, the salesperson, do H, uh, do our HR, manage our social media, because I can only afford a one person person, you know, what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a one person income. But what does that look like? You know what I mean? Like, how is it that you can really maximize anyone's full potential, or they even be happy, you know, with all of those roles and responsibilities, unless they see, and, and honestly, it's crazy that you had a literal fall, but unless I fail at this, and then you see the need to be able to really do what you want to do, do what you love to do, do what you're passionate about, you know what I mean? It's, it's so difficult to identify that, especially these days. I'm Dionne Stokes, and I mindfully curated the Ambition Planner for ambitious women of faith like you. I am the CEO and founder of Forensic Marketing Agency, the host of two podcasts. I've created a tech company and I'm a wife. So needless to say, my schedule, is ambitious. So I was looking for a planner that was going to be able to keep me spiritually grounded, I was looking for something to be able to provide a budget, you know, give me an hour by hour to-do list, in a culturally inclusive planner, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So, I took my disappointment and I channeled it into creating the Ambition Planner. You know how they say in 21 days you can break a habit? Well, in 90 days, you can change your life. The Ambition Planner is the only planner that provides you a space where you can focus on your short-term goals so that you can achieve your most ambitious dreams. In addition to helping you to achieve your most ambitious goals, we donate a percentage of every single planner sold to a female-founded nonprofit organization because we believe that when one woman levels up, we all level up. If you would like more information or to purchase an ambition planner, please visit our website at theambitionplanner.com and get ready to start on your next ambitious journey.
1: Well, and, and to to spin off that idea and amplify that topic is I was in corporate America. You know, mm-hmm. I was in I was in a large organization and I worked my way all the way to the top and I was able to change complete careers. I mean, going from yeah. from operations to safety, to technology yeah. in a span of a few years is I mean, not necessarily a simple task. Yeah. However, I had the environment and I had the the organization that, that supported that. And it was really one of those things that uh, I think it was because um, when I was hired, I would just go down to the shop and it was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I would just ask him every day because, I mean, that time of... Uh, the economy wasn't that great in 85, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. and that was probably about the time, 86, around that time. The economy was not really great, and there were not a lot of jobs, and I would just go down to the same place and ask them if they had a job, ask them if they had a job, ask them if they had a job. Finally, I got the job, and I went to the job and fell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, for them to bring me back was was a big, uh, was a big leap of faith, in my opinion,
0: was. Yeah. And
1: uh and then 15 years later after working all my my way all the way to the top to the corporate office uh it was through mergers and acquisitions no no fault of my own it was sold in my identity uh, that's the next thing that happened was my identity was yeah. in crisis because it was yeah. like okay now what do I do So yeah. fast forward and I know we don't have a lot of time however oh, no
0: please take your time I've enjoying this so much
1: <laughs> I have So then, at that point in time, relationship wasn't that great. So I ended a fifteen-year relationship or a fifteen-year career in that organization. Eighteen years of marriage. Wow. I I was lost.
0: Yeah.
1: Dion, I was I was a total. I didn't know who I was, what I was doing. I was exhausted. I was fatigued. I was drained. Mentally, just nothing. Wow. And and I had to rebuild myself from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the first rebuild, which took the longest. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I, my life is not, you know, I I grew up in a middle-income home. Dad worked. Six kids. Um, You know, I had. I started work when I was you know sweeping construction sites when i was really young
0: yeah. and
1: uh so it was it was like if you wanted something you had to be responsible you took ownership of it and i worked part time and played music at night construction in the summer went to school all of these things so i was used to a very scrappy i can do it attitude
0: mm-hmm. and
1: after all that i was just deflated yeah, yeah. I was, it was so
0: something deflated. just knocks the wind out of you you know what i mean just yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Mm-hmm. And so uh, through that, I just started. I jumped in my car, bought a tent. I had some mountain bikes and mm-hmm. road bikes. And so I traveled the countryside and, and I was homeless. I mean, you yeah. know, was, my home was wherever I parked my car.
0: <laughs> That's it. Right. And pitched a tent. I love it.
1: <laughs> and I journaled and I reflected on what, who am I? Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what what do I deserve what do I have to offer what Mm -hmm. do I want to support and uh, so it was a long road back and and for people that are in a situation where they don't know what to do Mm -hmm. you know for myself it was I I I journaled Mm -hmm. you know I I have stacks of journals that I could go back to I don't know that I could read it because I was yeah. right-handed into left-handed. And, uh, my writing was bad to start with. So it's like, got I, don't know you, I don't know if you can read it. However, the fact that I was getting it out of my head and articulating yeah. it in a way that I could voice my my thoughts and my opinions. And that's what I think it, it's really about because, and that's why I'm so passionate about the fact that you are the media.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. You have a gift. You have a message you have something in you that is mm-hmm. worth sharing every one of us has something worth sharing and that idea was that seed was planted at that point in time because everybody has value everybody has a gift everybody has a message and with what we have right now in the media technology everything around us we have an opportunity to share that gift and and i think about um people that I've lost in my life, mm-hmm. which have been many, mm-hmm. and the things that I would like to know about them or th- mm. thoughts that they had that I would like to reflect on. And, and some of those times that you share and cherish with mm-hmm. others and how that fits into your mo- model and, and what you're doing to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it would be nice to hear those things. And, and so I share that now and maybe it'll help somebody in the future.
0: I love that because, you know, especially now as we reflect on all the things that we're going through as a, as a world, our time mm-hmm. is short. So being able to tell the people the things now, expressing them today, bringing people joy, it's important right now while we have the opportunity. You know what I mean? And really reflecting on how our failures truly are the catalyst to our success. Because you are—you embody, your story embodies the whole idea of why failures happen for your good and not to you. Because whenever you fail, I'm sure the idea was this failure happened to me. I now am now left-handed versus right. I now... Have a you know a, a broken marriage, and now I'm homeless, and now these things have happened. But that happened to you to make you who you are today. You know what I mean? Who you continue to grow to become? Because each one of those setbacks, you know what I mean, and I'm using air quotes, uh-huh. really prepared propelled, propelled you and prepared you for that next precipice. Because I mean, the beauty of of the mountains are the peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? Like um, you can't ever actually understand its splendor unless you get down to the valley sometimes to then be able to look up and say, "Wow, this is still really beautiful." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I,
1: and and I often think, Dion, that uh, rather than having it happen to me, mm-hmm. it happened for me.
0: Yeah, it happens for uh, your good. Yeah.
1: Because there was there was a point in my life at that just before that took place that. I was running so hard, working so hard, working to get the, 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 you know, the American dream and the lifestyle and everything that went along with it, Mm -hmm. that I was, I was massively depressed. Wow. I was suicidal Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't really see a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the decision was made for me. Yes. And it, was actually the catalyst that allowed me to see a different outcome. That's amazing. And so when we think about failure, I think it's really important is, is and it, sometimes it takes years for us to be able to s- look back and see mm-hmm. the actual benefits mm-hmm. yeah. and the advantages we received as being put out there into a new position that we're unfamiliar with and un- mm-hmm. uncomfortable with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I love, that's why I I love these conversations because no, you don't know, you you know, and and failures do happen for your good. You do not know why they're happening. But while you're in the failure, if you had the understanding that this is happening and it sucks for the lack of any other term, but it's happening for my good. I can stand here and I can take it. And I, because I, I know that, you know, hopefully sooner than later, I'll be able to see actually why this all had to happen, you know, to actually be able to take me to that next level. Because now Rush Johns is healthy and whole and his beautiful smile and this gorgeous beard. I, I wish you guys could see it. I have, you guys have to visit us on social media so you can see his beautiful smile and beard. And who you are and the light that you have now is so different from the individual that you were, you know, just explaining that you were. So who is Russ John's today? What do you do today? Cause you had all this experience, media, technology, safety, firefighter. <laughs> what do you do now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I am passionate about allowing people to share their message, their voice and the things that they love and appreciate. And, mm. and I help people live stream their content, content creation, whether it be a live stream, a podcast, or a broadcast, I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity and the advantage of technology that exists today to be able to share their message, just like we're sharing this today, Dion. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my train of thought and my mission in, in life is that smiles are smiles are free and kindness is cool. Yes. You know, so you can actually you know, when I say kindness is cool and smiles are free, it's, it's the thing that really uh, continues to be a thread in my life. And I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that I can share that and lift others up along their journey yeah. and make sure that they have an opportunity. Because not everyone's technical. Not everybody understands the technology. And they still have a message. They still have a gift mm-hmm. that they need to share. They want to share and they just don't know how to do it. So yeah. if I can shine the light on a few people along the way and uh, allow them to share their message and their voice as a pirate, as you as know, a pirate,
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> as a pirate. So Rush Johns, you have a lot of places that we could follow you and find you. Where can we follow you find you all about the pirate broadcast uh, and especially on social media?
1: Yeah. If you, if you type in hashtag pirate broadcast, all one word, I come up and uh, I hang out on LinkedIn quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I am on all the other platforms. YouTube, if you uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, that would be wonderful. And uh, on podcasts, where all fine podcasts or broadcast. (laughs) uh, I'm available there as well. And
0: uh, And you do daily shows, correct?
1: uh, Five days a week. um, I live stream five days a week, 7 a.m. Arizona time. Mm -hmm. and uh, I've been doing that for over a year now.
0: So I love it and absolutely love it. I got the pleasure of being on the pirate broadcast and now I am a fellow pirate yeah. and it, it is, it is, it's something empowering about saying, I have a story, I have something to share. It, it lives in my mind. It lives in my body, but be able to tell somebody else and empower somebody else and share a smile and share an opportunity. Uh, you know, everyone's not an author. Everyone's not a blogger. Everyone's not a YouTuber. You know what I mean? So, uh, the pirate broadcast gives that, that space to be able to share that. So this was important for us to reciprocate that because I got to be a pirate he's now fellow failure and I absolutely I absolutely love it so our last few minutes we are going to do a little rapid fire so I used to be able to hold my little cards up whenever we were face-to-face but I'm loving these these the opportunity to still connect with people and not have to be face-to-face so I hate COVID I hate everything that it's done to our world but I love to be able to connect like this it's so easy right it is so, easy. Yeah, super easy. So rapid fire questions, okay? Just a few things so that people round out exactly who you are. And so in three words, I would like for you to describe yourself.
1: Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> Father, son, brother.
0: I love it. Father, son, brother. Morning person or night person? Night. Mm, on a scale from one to 10, how cool are you? How cool? Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, kindness is cool. That's right, I'm kindness pretty, is cool. I'm pretty kind. That's right, <laughs> I love it. I have to say, I'm pretty cool.
0: Absolutely, you're a whopping ten to me. Uh, beach, beaches or mountains?
1: Ooh, do I don't want to make a choice on that one.
0: Yeah, they both they both have a special place in yeah. my heart. Um, uh, first thing that you do when you get up in the morning
1: pirate broadcast
0: that's it first thing ding (laughs) ding Uh, who do you admire the most
1: who do i uh, my son right now
0: that's it i love it if you could eat one food right now what would it be
1: pizza pizza Pizza.
0: (laughs) that's right and very last question i actually know the answer coffee or tea
1: coffee
0: yeah man it's the the golden elixir for the soul rush johns you are so fantastic your spirit just oozes i absolutely love it thank you so much for sharing your failure report with us today i am so excited and honored to share this space with you and i just appreciate it
1: much love Dion.
0: absolutely thanks guys Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode and the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at thefailureport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.